and welcome to the vlogging pod. Tonight we are joined by fantasy paranormal author Audra Trosper. Hey. Hi, I hope I pronounced the last name correct. You did. Um, you even pronounced my first name correct, so ah. you're doing great. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Sometimes that's a hit and miss for me. Um, oh, no, you're doing great. Okay, um, yeah, awesome. I, I usually end up being Audrey and Andrea and everything except for Audra. So. Oh, I, I understand that. I understand that. I get uh, called a few little names, too. <laughs> Some of them not, uh, not uh, flattering, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> um, so I want to start off um, in a bit of an unusual way tonight. Um, okay. I read something that you had said, um, and I'm going to paraphrase you, okay? Um, it was a point where you felt as if you were dealing with being an imposter or an imposter syndrome. Is that... Oh, okay. yeah. So, um, <laughs> what I'm interested is, is because you were saying um, you felt as if um, the name author was meant for higher-ranking names such as, like, Robert Jordan, Stephen King, and there's a few others on the list. So, mm -hmm. and you said you were okay with referring to yourself as a writer, but not an author. Now, after all this time, has that changed? And also, I'd like to know why you exactly felt that way. Um, it has changed, not necessarily because I don't feel imposter syndrome anymore, but just because... I just got used to it being tacked onto the end of my name for social media or uh, if I do events or whatever. It, so it just became something I was used to having the being, you know, Oh, you're an author. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, um, but imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a thing. Um, you know, I recently, somebody wanted to know what my books could compare to, you know, I, I have, I really struggle with that because I'm like, well, you know, there's these other books and, and they kind of compare, but those are so much better than mine. So uh. <laughs> my worst critic, you know, and so I actually, I gave her a couple of the names that had been people in reviews had said, okay. I didn't say it. And I let her know that. I was like, this, these are not people. I said, I'm like, these reviewers said that I would never be so bold as to compare myself to the greats and just, you know. Right. I, I don't know what you have to do to become a great, but I, I'm not there yet. I don't feel like I'm there yet. So, you know, um, if I could somebody stand in the shadow of the greats, that would be fabulous. But no, I'm not there yet. I don't feel like I'm there yet. Other people, they, they love them. They do whatever. That's great. I'm, I'm glad that you love the books and you're passionate about them. And I'm passionate about my books. I just, I don't, it's very strange like, to feel like you're good enough to stand with these people, you know. Right. So. I fully understand that. Um, sometimes people ask me about my books or that they want to get my books, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You're, oh, I love that kind of stuff. I've read this person and that person. Uh, would I like your books? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Would you? I've actually uh, read an article, and I can't remember which one it was. But it was one of the one of the people I consider the greats, um, and he he there was a commentary for him that he felt the same thing, and with even though he was already a great, so I, I don't know if it ever goes away. Maybe even Stephen King sometimes wonders, you know, I I don't know, I wouldn't presume to know him, but this person was somebody that had sold millions and millions of books, and 
still felt imposter syndrome. So, you know, I don't know when it goes away. Right. Well, I, I like I said, I fully understand that. Um, I don't really market myself. Um, and it always amazes me when my books still sell. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think maybe it's easier for me um, as far as the people being farther away from me. You know what I mean? I don't have any connection with them. I'm not relating to them. To So it, maybe it's easier for you when it's strangers pick up your book and you, you get that distant like or that distant review. It's not someone truly close to you. Does that make it a little bit better on that? Absolutely. There okay. Yeah. If somebody I know tells me they're reading my book, oh, goodness. I'm uh, like, oh, that's fabulous. I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I so know that. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you also get that, you know, the distant like, the person they liked it. You don't have any clue who they are. They yes. left a glowing review. Oh, it's great. You know? The person who knows you tells you how great they think the book is, and you're like, yeah, you're just saying that. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. you really don't believe the word they're saying. Um, you know? <laughs> I fully understand that. I, I had someone read my book, um, and they were from a different country, and they did it on a blog, and they read the whole series, and they put their analogies for the books, and I was like, holy crap, according to them, I'm awesome. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I read a few, it's just one of those, I'm like, okay, I might not have done so bad, you know, but then you get the scathing review and you're like, oh, okay, so, yeah, I'm yeah. terrible at it. Oh, wait, no, maybe I'm good. Maybe I'm not. Then pretty soon you just quit reading them all together because it's too confusing. Oh, you know, you get the one yes. person who thinks you have really deep characters or so three-dimensional and like the next review down says you did cardboard cutouts. I'm like, so what did I do? Right. I fully <laughs> I understand it's all based what you're on personal opinion. Yes. That's the thing is, and it's, it's not that one person's right and the other person's wrong. It's just how they felt about it. It's, it didn't connect with one person and it did with another. And it doesn't mean you're a bad writer. It doesn't mean that they're a bad reader. It just, you just didn't connect. Right. You know. I think it's all up to interpretation. Um, it very much is. Yeah, I've been writing for over 10 years, um, probably 15 now, I think. But, um, so I only write for myself. Um, I yeah. do it for the thrill of having that new book that just hasn't been written yet. <laughs> yes, and new characters, right? New story. And if someone else likes it, then that's the extra. Yes, that's just the extra additive to keep you going. But I don't read reviews mm-hmm. anymore. I, I, I just don't. I don't even go down that that rabbit hole. I can understand that. I, I lost sight of that for a little while, actually. Um, when I first started writing, I, I actually embers. Um, the first book I published mm-hmm. is coming up on its 10 year anniversary. Um, and when I first published that book, my only desire was to see my book on my shelf. Mm-hmm. I had a story I wanted to write. And if other people liked it too, that would be icing on the cake. Yes. That was it. It's, I didn't really have any more goals than that. And then somewhere in there, I lost that particular motivation and became a lot more concerned with the sales side of it and all of that. And it burnt me out for a little while. There was like a huge gap between um, Betrayed, the second book in my Raven Daughter series, and um, Chosen, the third book. Uh-huh. And that uh-huh. is because of burnout. I was just burnt out. And I was really struggling with a lot of writer's block because of it. And I had to remember why I started writing to begin with. Right. And it wasn't about sales. I mean, are they great one again? Yeah. Um but it wasn't about that. It wasn't about securing all the, the reviews and stuff. Is it nice when that thing, when that kind of stuff happens? It is. But I don't 
stress myself completely out trying to market nonstop and do all that stuff anymore because I, I just can't um, not not hang on to my writing. And I like the writing too much to worry about the rest. So, um, yeah, I, I just, to me, it's, it's back to I want to see my book. I want to tell my story the way I want to tell it. And if other people happen to like what I've done, that's fabulous. Right. I can understand that. Um, just even, like, doing what I'm doing currently, like the podcast. Um these are just ways for me to be able to keep in touch with what I'm doing, but not getting what you were talking about, burnout. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm doing oh, something, yeah. a fun part of the other side of what I'm doing, you know, like mm-hmm. speaking with someone like you and promoting that. And so that gives me more energy toward what I'm writing, if that makes any sense. So it keeps That's it fresh. Cool. Right. It keeps it fresh and it's still something, something new with what I'm doing. So I understand yeah. that. So as we talk about you being a writer, let's talk about research. Tell me okay. your process of researching your locales for your books. My, my what? Your locations for your books. My locations? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well, that honestly depends on the book. Um, well, because like my dragon's call, that's all second world. None of that is in this world. So all the locations are just in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. My bound books, I, well, it was mainly internet research. I would have loved to have gone to Georgia and researched for Bound by uh, Time and stuff. Um, so, I mean, I had to do a lot of internet searches on that and stuff and talk with people I know who live down there. And then the same for Bound by Legend, um, which took place in Denver, Colorado. I have a friend who lives over that way, and she really helped me with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really have a lot of too many locations in this world in the Raven Daughter series. There were some, uh, but one was just some random place in the southern, probably southern Texas at a Tex-Mex restaurant. Uh, They just, they came through the veil and had dinner there, you know. Um, So it wasn't anything I really needed to delve into too much. Uh, The San Francisco part in the beginning was easy. I've been through there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, a lot of the locations those were pretty easy. Um, inbound by time, she goes through Oklahoma and into Kansas. Well, I live in Kansas, so she actually goes to Wichita, Kansas, and that was easy because I've been there. I've lived there. So, well, I wanna I wanna backtrack. Um, okay. Now, mind you, I have questions written out, but when we talk, I usually, you know what I mean. <laughs> I ad lib yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I ad lib a little bit. So, as we've been talking, and you mentioned to me based on my first question to you this evening. Um, about not feeling like an author, but more okay with calling yourself a writer. I find that mm-hmm. interesting because I'm looking at your website as you're speaking to me, and you have your U.S. Today bestselling. So for, with that kind of, you know what I mean, that kind of um, elevation to your name, is it, do you still find yourself always thinking that, that not putting yourself to the acclaim of other writers or other authors, I should say? Uh, well, like I said, I've become more comf- comfortable with the term author. Okay. So I, I do think of myself more as an author now. It, it, I don't know, writer and author are kind of interchangeable now for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just not one of the greats. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think. Yeah, I'm just not one of the greats. Right. You know? Well, um, I think that something as more claim comes to you. I think it's something that um, 
I mean, we'll soften you that for you. Like Lord of the Rings, uh, the Wheel of Time. Yes. Um, things like that. These these were um, uh, big books for me when I was younger. Well, I'm still reading them. I'm actually currently reading the Wheel of Time again. Uh, so now, are you doing it because of the movie? The series? No. <laughs> you don't like it. Okay, all right. That's an old argument. It's an old <laughs> argument because my husband has the entire series. I know we talked about that on Instagram. Um, yeah. My husband has the entire series. I've never read the books, so I found the, the Amazon feature pretty interesting. Um, my husband uh, was like, it's their their take on it. But he, he's a... <laughs> Okay, so... What it was is that my 14-year-old was interested. He saw the, the previews for the series, of uh-huh. course, long before it started coming out. And I was like, I, I've got the series. So we started reading it. Originally, we were going to listen to it as an audiobook because otherwise reading is, by its nature, a solitary event. And we wanted to do it together. Uh-huh. Um, so we were going to listen to audiobooks. However, neither one of us could really do the narrator. It just was not, it just didn't come across for us. Right. Um, so I became the narrator, which is fine. My oldest is 23. I've narrated, I've been reading books forever out loud. You know, it's fine. Okay. Uh, so we started reading it. I'm, I'm reading it and um, he's loving it. We're having a blast. But we finished the first book and most of the second book before, um, hold on just a second. Anyway, before the, um, the show came out and the, uh, so we watched, sat down to watch it, and I think my young, my son was yelling at the TV more than I was. <laughs> I'm a much longer term fan. I started reading back in the early 90s and have reread the series every time a new book came out. So I've read it a lot. Okay. And he was still just a brand speaking new fan, and he was not happy. <laughs> well, based on what we're talking about, because you said you just, you've been reading for your, your children and that, so you're... Um, doing the books with him. Um, so based on that, and I'm going to skip ahead of my questions because just because we're, we're, we're going here and there, we are. And that's okay. fine. <laughs> but, I'm good. I'm good. right, based on what we were talking about, this is where I can fit a question in. See how good I am? Um, <laughs> so anyone who knows me um, or listen to the podcast knows that I love audibles. Okay. I just do. They free me up. I can, I can do them. And also I have my own sound booth, something I'm trying to do myself. Um, but I'm, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a whole other story. And we've got enough time for that one. <laughs> um, but no, um, what I'm curious is about a bound novel series, because I believe you had both books on audibles. So mm-hmm. with that, now, I believe you have your own narrator, or did you narrate them by any chance? No. No, uh, okay. I actually have Raven Daughter and um, the Bound series are all in an audiobook, actually. Okay. Um, and uh, Dragon's Call was, but the contract ended with a narrator, and I decided to renew with a different narrator this time, and he's, I believe, currently working on Embers. Okay. Um, now, that's Raven's so, Daughter. That is the newest, yes? Yes, that is the newest okay. series. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Bound series, I actually had um, two different narrators for. Uh, actually, a guy narrated the second one. Okay. Uh, he did a really good job. The first one, the lady did a fabulous job. I have no complaints. Um, unfortunately for her, um, 
that book, Bound by Time, originally, it didn't go out like it should have. Right. Um, that was my fault. I allowed somebody I was working with to not, it didn't get directed the way it needed to go. Right. And so when I left that particular company, I actually redid Bound by Time, the written ones, the way that it should have been okay. to begin with, the way it was supposed to be and meant to be. And okay. it's much better now. Gotcha. Um, but the narrator, of course, had already done the audio a couple, three years previous to that. So it is, it's, it's the old version okay. of it. Uh, she still did a great job with it. Right. I don't have any complaints. Um, Would you have ever thought about doing it yourself? I have. Um, I've heard myself on recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That, for anybody else who wants to listen to this for too long. So, that is... Uh, also, I'm not sure I could do enough... They're so talented with, with the voices. Um, the the lady um, who did my Raven Daughter series, um, Suzanne, I cannot pronounce her last name. I sound really bad. I feel bad about that, but I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to butcher it here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. She did, she, did, she did a fabulous job. I mean, she was able to do the different voices and stuff. Uh, for the people and it was she did a really good job mm -hmm. so it, it, it's very challenging I that is one thing um, I, I will admit about doing them myself I'm very picky and I I redo them and I redo them and I redo them <laughs> so I think it's worse being my own engineer I think that's the hardest yeah. part not so much reading I'm okay with doing other voices but the engineer part, it is a little bit more of a challenge. Um, you wouldn't think it yeah. would be, but it is. So with, with our talk over your books of the Bound novel, which, by the way, have dark angels in them, let's mm -hmm. talk about how I've heard you say you don't create characters. How does that work out for you? Ah. <laughs> uh well, it makes me sound insane, but <laughs> they 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 show up. They're in my head. They're there. Because um, uh, I once likened it to a waiting room with out-of-date magazines, and they're all just sitting around, and they're waiting, and occasionally new ones come in, and then they like, take a number, and they go sit down. And then I have some, um, when Bound by Time, when I went to go write it, the characters just kind of barged in and went to the counter, and they're like, hey, we need to be written, like, now, 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 now. And they got in front of everybody else. Some of the other characters were a little miffed about that, but it happened. Um, and then when, like with Joe, her Raven daughter, she showed up in my head and I've always written in third person and I'd go to write her and I kept trying to write in third and it kept changing to first and the character Joe, she's like, would you just get out of my way and let me tell my story? I'm like, okay, fine. So I shut up and got out of her way and let her tell her story. All right. She was happy. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to the characters in my head. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I understand that. I understand that completely. Um, so with our ongoing talk about your books, I want to take a moment and indulge ourselves over the Dragon's Call series. Can you give us some more details about that? Oh, uh, what do you want to know about it? <laughs> well, just let's tell us how the story came about and tell us the overall general. Don't give anything away, but give us the general story based on what we're going it's, into. Something to tempt us, to dive us in. Um, it's, well, it's very much your, your good versus evil story. Um, there is not a lot of great characters. 
necessarily. It's it's very much good versus evil, um, dark versus light. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you have, you know, they're not fighting against like an evil god or anything though. They're actually fighting against um, other evil dragons and people. Um, that's where the evil in the world comes from. It's from other people and stuff. It's not not uh, something supernatural as far as that goes. Um, you get uh, there's several multi there's multiple POV characters um, from a lot of different walks in life, and it's about their struggle to to become who they are and figure out that because of magic and dragons they're they're not remembered well. In fact, it's illegal to use magic, and dragons are thought gone, and they're not. And you're not going to go crazy if you use magic. Uh, and so they they have to come to grips with that, and they have to help the world come to grips with that too, because otherwise the the bad dragons are going to take everything over. It's not going to go well for anybody. So nice, nice. So magic's gone, and dragons are the un dragons. Are, dragons are gone. Magic is still there, but people who are found to use it are they're just executed. Um, oh, most wow. of them just turn themselves in because they all think they're going to go insane and everybody around them and they don't want to do that so they just turn themselves in they're like yeah this is bad let me go you know so this is a three uh, it's a three book series yes or is. is it finished or is there any more to come on it uh it is technically finished all okay. everything's all wrapped up um i am going to write another book in it okay but everything that you need wrapped up in this one's i, I just left a door open to explore more stories nice. but there's this this Okay, well, I like dragons, and I like books with a lot of them in this series, so I'll keep that one on my uh, <laughs> my WIP. <laughs> the bond between writer and dragon um, has that. Uh, there's some romance in there. It's, it's romance on the side. It's not the main focus of the story, uh, but it is their friendships. <coughs> Excuse me. No problem. Right, um, big thing in it. Um, so. Well, my timer just went off. However, I wanted to oh, ask okay. you one more final question before I let you go. Okay. Um, no let's talk about, you had an interview in about 2016, okay? Mm -hmm. And they asked you about a blog phrase. And the phrase was, the best way to write is however you do it. Do you want to explain that? Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness, yeah. So, especially in leading up to doing a lot of, of the publishing and stuff there are so many books out there and and posts out there this is how you write you want to write a good this is how you write a good book this is how you write this this is how you should write that and everybody's telling you how to write you know or or you know you need to spend this much time in the chair writing this many words a day and it needs to be this and it needs to be that and a lot of newer writers feel really pressured by that and even i did for a while until i realized that no i should write a book however I should write my book, you know, however it comes to me and whatever time I have, um, that's how I should write my book. However many words a day I want to use to write, you know, um, that's how it should be written. And so too many people feel like they have to do this in order to write a book, but you don't. You just need to sit down with your imagination and a keyboard or pen and paper, however you want to do it, and uh, let the words flow. That's that's it. That's it. Well, thank you. That's actually I mean, good it, advice. <laughs> it sounds very simple, but um, obviously you're going to sit there at the keyboard with a, or with a pen in your hand, and you're going to scream at the paper or the screen until you bleed. But you know, in, a, in a nice world, you sit down and the words come out. 
Right, right. In but, the perfect world, yes. The perfect world. In the world, perfect yeah. world, yeah. That yes. would just pop right out. And, right. and sometimes they do. Sometimes, yeah. let's face it, we get to writing and it goes on, you know, for hours and you forget that you were writing. And then other times you stare at the screen and you're like, what are words? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, what are words? <laughs> How do you spell what? <laughs> I could no brain today. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know what you're saying. Um, you were a joy to have on the program today, and I want to thank oh, you so very much. This was a much. lot of fun. Well, this was a lot of fun. Well, good. Well, I hope you want to come back someday. Um, we're always open for um, our authors. and Well, we like to interview anyone who has an interesting story or always welcome on our program. So thank you so oh, much for thank you so much for coming on, and I want to thank our our uh, audience for being here once again it is great pleasure to always see you guys in the room thank you again everyone have a great evening we'll talk soon bye bye for now